Odyssey Sports Radio Network. News update. A new week of training camp for the National Football League, but some old stories persist. Andrew Luck will not practice at all this week. He remains out with that calf injury, something that has lingered since the offseason and one that may hurt his chances to be ready for the regular season. According to NFL PR representative Brian McCarthy, Antonio Brown is in fact in, quote, breach of contract for not playing with a league-sanctioned helmet. If Brown were to step on the field, he could be fined for that result. Duke Johnson won't play in Saturday's preseason game against the Lions for the Houston Texans. He's dealing with a hamstring issue. And in Major League Baseball, the Yankees may get some reinforcements soon. Luke Voigt to begin hitting on Tuesday. He's dealing with a sports hernia. Dylan Betances is during bullpen sessions. He's coming back from a shoulder issue. And Luis Severino is nearing live BP. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find me on FullTimeFantasy.com, on Twitter, at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88. As we continue to litter our draft kit with excellent content, we are also contributing to Sports Illustrated as well. So I have a piece that went up today on quarterback strategy and a few quarterbacks that you can target late in your drafts, and especially specifically addressing the strategy of the high-stakes leagues in the Fantasy Football World Championship, which we talk about a lot of how people wait on the quarterback. So I kind of go through that and explain how you have to be disciplined and, you know, looking at the quarterback disparity between, you know, sometimes the sixth quarterback and the 18th, it's pretty small. People don't realize it, but you could check that out. Uh, Dr. Otto has an article up there on breakouts as well. And we have a continued uh, draft kit content, uh, Sean Childs, where they look at the top 36 wide receiver ADP analysis in the Fantasy Football World Championship. Our preseason pro picks up from several big-time high-stakes players, including Kim Schleicher. She has her preseason pro picks. You want to check that out, as well as Brad Cruz, Dr. Roto, Bill Enright, Sean Childs. Mine will be coming next week. Uh, we still have uh, more, several high-stakes players giving there. So these are a sleeper, a bust, a breakout, a stash in cash, and a bust. And there have been great players Listed. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was on this last year. Mike Williams, James White, uh, the bust to avoid LaShawn McCoy for a couple people, including myself. That worked out if you dodged that landmine around three or four last year. So these are very good picks from high-stakes players who put big money on the line. So you want to check that out. We have our team outlooks. We have online draft reviews. Uh, I have a breakout receiver to target, quarterback running back values, receiver value, uh, looking at debates between players, George Kittle versus Zach Ertz, Stefan Diggs versus Julian Edelman. So a ton of content up there. If you use the promo code RONUS50, you get your first two months for the price of one and updated rankings as well. Uh, I've added some more players to the rankings based on the preseason. So hopefully that will be updated sometime today, submitted that for the editors. So I know a lot of you have drafts this weekend. I obviously have a draft on Wednesday. I have a draft on Sunday. So it is peak 
draft season now, so I will be updating those rankings pretty much every day. Obviously, there might be a day where there's not much news, but as I go through drafts, watch some of the preseason games, do drafts myself, see how I face the pressure on the clock, you know, that will alter some things. So I will make those changes accordingly. So uh, as I say, if you have a draft Saturday and you want to use my rankings, please print them out right before your draft. Don't do it on Wednesday because I can pretty much guarantee between Wednesday and Saturday there will be changes. So make sure you have the most up-to-date uh, rankings there uh, as I continue to make those changes. If you have any questions for your league, uh, trades, keeper question, strategy, you can ask us on the message boards and forums uh, when we become a member. So tons of content up there. Uh, still have some fantasy baseball as well, the waiver wire, closer report, bullpen updates. And if you have baseball questions, we will answer them. Obviously, we've gone football heavy. We do have DFS coverage. There's already an article up for today, the Daily Diamond, uh, as part of the DFS coverage. So lots of different ways uh, to win money and uh, check out our content. But obviously, it is heavy fantasy football now. It is primetime draft season. You could also hop in a draft. We got several drafts tonight, an online championship draft at 7 p.m. Eastern. There are five spots to go in that one. So if you want to draft tonight and you want to start to get some values because plenty of players have already moved up the draft board, you can hop in the draft tonight, the online championship, five spots remaining. We got a starter best ball draft at 10 p.m. Eastern for 35 bucks. And then if you cannot join in the early online championship, don't worry. There's one at 10.30 p.m. Eastern as well. So Head on over to playffwc.com and get in a draft tonight. Uh, mockdraftnow.com as well. Uh, that is free to enter, and you can win prizes. So it takes about five minutes to mock draft. There's no reason not to do that. It is free. All right? You can do it in five minutes. All right, let's look at some of the latest football news. I'll have Fantasy Taz from ffchamps.com. He will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Uh, some news here. It looks like uh, we have more hype on Curtis Samuel. Uh, everyone has been raving about his camp, and uh, I like Samuel a lot. I mean, I do like DJ Moore too, uh, but it's start starting to hear that Samuel might be the best receiver there. DJ Moore is going earlier in drafts. Uh, we saw him go in that online championship on Friday night at uh, wide receiver 18 in the fourth round, and I still like him, man. I know Samuel's getting on the bus, but it's just training camp. And I actually think there's room for both guys to have really good years. Uh, Samuel is a guy that is moving up draft boards as well. He was the 35th receiver off the board in this going in round six. And I actually have no problem with that at all because uh, he's pretty high in my rankings. So uh, no problem taking him at that point at all for me, even though we're, we're seeing uh, maybe some people cool off in TG more. But again, it's just the preseason here so i'm not worried about it at all uh duke johnson is still dealing with this hamstring injury i thought it might have been something with cleveland and but he is uh not going to play for the texans this week they play saturday against the lions so apparently this hamstring injury is still somewhat of an issue uh but you know he should be playing a big role in this offense andrew luck will not take part in the joint practices with the browns this week so Wednesday and Thursday, the teams have joint practices, and they play this weekend. So only three practices for Luck this entire offseason. He's been working on the side, 
but they don't know when he's going to be back. They keep saying he's, he's going to be ready for week one, but we saw this back in 2017. He's fine. He's fine. And he wasn't. So you're starting to see it happen in these drafts. We mentioned Andrew Luck in Friday's online championship. When is the sixth quarterback off the board? And, you know, it's kind of an easy decision for the people who wait on quarterbacks. You don't have to worry. You just don't take them. I guess there are people who are very high at them, and I understand why. Maybe there's some people who feel he could be, you know, a top three quarterback this year. Then you have to make that judgment. Now, the thing is, I understand doing it here around nine. So you get Andrew Luck, but this team did not take a backup, though. Now, obviously, they can address that before the season off the waiver wire because only 20 quarterbacks were taken. But that's where I can see it working if you get that backup to protect them, especially in a league with 20 rounds. 16 rounds, not doing it. Lots more ahead as we kind of go through some of the preseason storylines from over the weekend. And we have an update here on Paris Campbell next. That is ahead right here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Monday afternoon as we're getting you set to dominate fantasy football for the upcoming season. To do that, head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50 and you get your first two months for the price of one as our draft kit has tons of content. Our preseason pro picks are rolling out. About five or six are already done. Mine will be out next week. And, of course, the updated rankings. So you can check those out. Uh, I will update them pretty much every day. So, again, if you're using them for your draft, just make sure that you wait till the absolute last minute before printing it out because there will be changes. Uh, looking at the some of the news here, uh, Paris Campbell has uh, suffered a setback to his injured hamstring, they said, on Sunday. So it looked like he was about to return. He's been out about two weeks, and he felt something. So they decided to halt him coming back on the field. So this sucks because I liked Paris Campbell, and obviously a rookie receiver missing time in camp is not ideal. He's got so much potential. Uh, they're going to use him quite a bit in the slot here, and obviously – Andrew Luck's out, so he hasn't been able to work with him much either. So that does temper the enthusiasm a little bit here on Campbell, who uh, still in the online championship on Friday when is the 56 receiver off the board in round 11. So still okay with him in that range. I kind of basically have him right there, but you know you might not get an early contribution from him. So this is where roster construction comes into play. You know, you don't want to take a risk on a guy like A.J. Green and then take Paris Campbell. Now you potentially could have two spots that you're not starting to open the year. Uh, so Campbell's ADP right now is 124. He's gone as late as 155, and that was the last draft. So with this news, maybe you start to see him fall in that range. So it is definitely something to take note of. You know, Leonard Fournette is someone that is starting to kind of move up a little bit where everyone's starting to hear positive things. 
you know, he was talking the other day that he's dedicated himself to getting in better shape and also taking care of things in his personal life. He's been eating healthier. And he also said he's in a better place mentally, avoiding off-field headaches by getting the bad people out of his life. So, look, we know he has the talent. He's kind of been a disappointment so far as far as the yards per carry. Uh, he just hasn't been there. But we know the volume is going to be there in this offense. And last year, the offensive line had issues. So, I have yet to take Leonard Fournette in a draft. I'm still kind of leery. But his ADP is fair. It's 31 right now. So, you're talking you know, mid to late third round. He's gone as early as 26, as late as 34. So, you know, you could be in that range of a draft where you start two wide receivers, maybe come back and get Fournette. So I probably will have him on one team this year. But again, I'm kind of lukewarm, as you can tell. I haven't really uh, just slightly kind of dipping my toe in and thinking about it, but still kind of scares me. I mean, in that range, you got Fournette, Aaron Jones, Ertz, Mack, Freeman, and Edelman. That's kind of what you're looking at. So that's kind of a running back range there before we go receiver heavy. So I still have my concerns about him. You know, health has been the problem, and, you know, he's a volume-based running back, and he should get the volume. I uh, would like to see him in the preseason. But, you know, these are positive things that you're hearing out of him, but for me, it kind of has to be the right spot before I get too excited about, about taking him. It would be probably late third round. Again, I had a draft recently in middle of the third round, and I passed on him. So uh, I will not be investing too heavily in him. And I have had him in the past. And it's not because he burnt me. It's just uh, I just worry about him being able to stay on the field. Uh, we talked about the 49ers situation a little bit, but with Dante Pettis, man, it's just haven't really heard good things from him for a while now. And, you know, they've been saying he's had a rough camp. They're basically saying that Marquise Goodwin's going to start, and they're kind of looking for the other receiver on the other side. Trent Taylor obviously had this injury over the weekend, and they are saying he potentially could be ready for week one, but that's not certain. So uh, Kyle Shannon has said he needs to see more at Pettis. And there probably won't be that number one wide receiver in San Francisco. It's obviously George Kittle's the top target. And then I think we really don't have any clear-cut past the targets for anyone else that it could be split. So I still like Pettis. I did move him down my rankings. And it sucks because I have taken him in um, in a few drafts already. So uh really would like to see him step up and, and do something because uh, – I already have him on a couple of rosters. So hopefully this changes a little bit and maybe it lights a, a fire under Pettis and maybe he can get going. Uh, but it certainly hasn't been a, a great start to camp for him. Uh, we just have not heard positive things. And usually we hear a lot of positive things and we have to be careful to get too excited. This is a case, though, where it really has not been that positive so far. Uh, other things that stood out uh, was Robert Foster. Remember, there was a lot of buzz and excitement for him. People were taking him in best ball pretty you know, late in drafts. He obviously had some big games last year. He's athletic. He's got some speed. And with Josh Allen, you know, making things happen on the run and then throwing deep, you know, Foster was a good fit. But apparently the Bills don't see it that way. I mean, obviously they have John Brown, who's a better player, I think. I mean, obviously I like Brown a lot. That's hurt Foster because – if you look at uh, when Allen was on the field, uh, we did not see Foster with Josh Allen. So that was kind of telling. 
and it was John Brown who played the most snaps. We saw Cole Beasley, even Andre Roberts had more snaps than Foster. So it's not good for Foster. So if you were going to draft him expecting him to produce some of the, what he did last year, as of right now, the path to targets is not there in this offense. Mark Andrews is a tight end who's been getting a lot of buzz. People are excited about him. I'm one of them. I haven't really gotten him too many drafts, but you're seeing him go pretty early. He was the 10th tight end off the board in our online championship draft on Friday as he went in round 10, and his ADP is pretty high. You know, uh, in early drafts, you were able to get him in a value, but it's 131 right now in the Fantasy Football World Championship. It's gone as early as 110, late as 158. Oh, 158, I love. Uh, 141 in the last draft. That's really nice, too. But that that could be a product of maybe what they, we saw on the preseason. Again, it's just the preseason, but uh, volume is the question mark here. Number one, the Ravens are going to run a ton. They're not going to pass a lot. Now, I think they do pass a little bit more than last year because I do think Lamar Jackson will improve as a passer. But in that preseason game, Lamar Jackson was on the field for 16 snaps. Andrews is there for six of them. Now, you don't want to read too much into the preseason, but you know they also did play Nick Boyle and Hayden Hurst. And obviously those guys will probably block a little bit more. So Andrews will probably be on the field mostly for pass plays anyway, so that's kind of good anyway. But you know maybe the potential ceiling we were hoping for Andrews might not be there. Now, at the same point, when you're looking at some of these tight ends that go after, I mean, Austin Hooper went after it. He had a good year last year. Nijoku went 12. Nijoku did not practice today with a knee injury, so we'll have to wait and see. Nijoku, you know, at first I was a little concerned if there were enough targets, but he's essentially the third wide receiver in that offense. If you think that offense is going to be real good, I think Nijoku could, could be a, a pretty nice value there as the 12th tight end off board. Obviously, Antonio Callaway suspended for the first four games of the year. Richard Higgins come in. Higgins had a touchdown in the preseason game over the weekend, but you know, if this team does put up the points we expect, you know, Nijoku could be the essentially the third receiver in this offense. So, you know, I understand the excitement for Andrews, but you do have to understand there might not be the amount of snaps that we really want to see. Uh, Kalen Balage and Kenyon Drake, you know, there's been a lot of talk about them for the starter role. And Drake uh, was on the field for nine snaps for Ryan Fitzpatrick's 13. Uh, Balage was on for four of them. So it's definitely something to pay attention to because Drake has really fallen. And I think we, we all know Drake is the better talent, but we've never seen Drake get that full workload anywhere. And uh, But Drake, I think, is still someone that can be a value. And, you know, we're, he fell to round seven, the RB30 in this online championship draft on Friday, and I would take him in that spot for sure. Obviously, we've seen Caleb Balaj rise. He was the 37th running back off the board in round eight. I'd still rather have Drake in that instance. Obviously, volume matters, but Drake can do a lot, especially in the passing game. This is a team that projects to be trailing in games. Lots more ahead as we continue here on Full-Time Fantasy, looking at some of the top storylines from the preseason in week one and what it means for your fantasy team here on Full-Time Fantasy. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't forget, if you want to hop in a draft, head on over to playffwc.com where you can win some big money. We got three drafts tonight. An online championship draft at 7 p.m. Eastern. Five spots remain in that one. A starter best ball draft at 10 p.m. Eastern. And another online championship draft at 10.30 p.m. Eastern in case you can't make the first one at 7 or if you want to get in both, that is up to you. Head on over to playffwc.com. NFL preseason is here with another slate of games this Thursday, and season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing. Head on over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts have you covered with dynasty, season-long, and best ball formats giving you an edge, regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern, we'll be joined by Taz from ffchamps.com. That's uh, Fantasy Taz. Uh, Some of the other things that stood out here over the weekend in the preseason or the first few days, uh, David Montgomery looked really good for the Bears. Obviously, you know, he looked uh, very smooth, especially in the passing game. Three receptions for uh, more than 30 yards. And obviously, he's the guy that's moved up draft boards. And, you know, Tariq Cohen's still there. They do have Mike Davis. But I I think it is going to be mostly Montgomery. It's just that the price is really going up right now. And uh, his ADP is 44. But that's misleading because he's gone as early as 27. Uh, and I see him go 28. So you're going to start to see that in a lot of drafts. And in fact, the draft, the online championship draft on Friday, he was the 14th running back off the board going at 28. So he went ahead of Leonard Fordette, Marlon Mack, Melvin Gordon, Damian Williams. So you will have to pay a pretty uh, big price for that. Uh, the Broncos running backs, the usage for them. Philip Lindsay, four carries, one target. Royce Freeman, three carries, one target. And Theo Riddick did get hurt, a shoulder injury. He's going to miss six to eight weeks. So that might have dinged uh, potentially Lindsay a little bit, but not anymore. So, uh, you know, it was seven snaps for Lindsay with Flacco, Freeman with four, but obviously Freeman got a touch on each of his. So, uh, and inside the 10-yard line, Lindsay got three snaps, Freeman two. So, Looks like Lindsey still has the slight lead. I still think he's overvalued. I'd rather take Freeman for where he's going. Again, Freeman was very impressive last year on the underlying metrics. Lindsey's weren't as good. So, you know, Lindsey is his ADP in the Fantasy Football World Championships is 54. I will pass in that spot. 
Uh, and I'd rather take Freeman, whose ADP is 91. So, yes, Lindsey is probably going to catch more passes, but I, I don't think they're going to ignore Freeman in the pass game either because the problem is when you have this type of situation where it's like, well, we're just going to run with Freeman and Lindsey will be used more, you kind of telegraph your move, and, and you, you don't want to do that. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Latavius Murray, you know, I've been talking all offseason about him. I think he's been <laughs> of value. In a lot of drafts, uh, he's essentially Mark Ingram to me. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I have to say it, but you want Saints running backs. They have been top two in fantasy points for running backs. I don't know, five, six, or eight years now. This is a phenomenal system. They are not going to overwork Alvin Kamara. I mean, they keep saying this. We saw it last year. Yeah, the first four games they did without Ingram, and they scale back. They're not going to give Kamara 260 carries. Not going to happen. And, you know, Peyton, Sean Payton basically said that. So, you know, they basically said it's going to be similar to what they have been doing. So, I this bodes very well for Latavius Murray in my mind and certainly won him round seven, round eight. I mean, he signed this guy to a three-year, $15 million deal, and you're going to see him in there a lot. So, uh Kamara got 10 snaps with the starters and Murray five. So say the split is what? 65, 30, 35%. I mean, that's still going to be fine for Latavius Murray, even when Kamara is healthy. And if something happens to him and Murray goes into that starter role, it's a home run. He was the 38th running back off the board in that online championship draft on Friday. In round eight, I mean, love him in that spot. I'd take him over Ronald Jones. I'd take him over Lamar Miller, who went before him. Uh, I got him ranked pretty high. So definitely want him. Uh, took him in the FSGA draft. Uh, try, trying to get him in as many spots as possible. I think there's every week value for him. Again, we saw with Ingram. And, you know, Ingram was going even with a suspension, you know, fifth round last year, and Murray's going that much later. Is there really that much of a difference? I don't think so. Murray was pretty good last year, considering it was a poor offensive line. So I'll continue to take him in that spot. Uh, the Chargers backfield, obviously, we're watching with no Melvin Gordon. And there were 16 snaps for the starters. Austin Eckler played 12. He also had a few touches inside the 10-yard line. Now, he did fumble, but he did get... Uh, some touches there. And then after that, it was Justin Jackson. So, uh, you know, Eckler's been really good. And I know last year there were a couple down games, but still Eckler's the preferred guy. Uh, and the Chargers throw to their running backs a lot. So, you know, Eckler still had value last year. So even if Gordon is somehow back and a, an agreement is reached and he's there for week one, you know, Eckler still has good value. Now, he is moving up. Uh, he was the running back 26 off the board in round six. And if Gordon misses time, that's going to pay off big. And even if Gordon returns, it still won't be terrible. And for this team, it's just an RB3. Uh, so it's when you're using the flex spot. So you're not necessarily relying on him. So, again, roster construction is key. Justin Jackson went later on in round 10 at RB45. You know, obviously with him, the risk is if Gordon plays, Jackson doesn't have any value until Eckler or Gordon goes down, but that's priced in to where he goes as round 10. 
So that's what you have to take into account there. But uh, it'll be mostly Eckler. But you will see Justin Jackson for sure uh, in the offense uh, when if Gordon is not back for the Chargers before the start of the season. So you have to take that into account. Uh, Sam Donald, I thought, was pretty good. You know, it was one drive, 68 yards, four or five. He did throw a touchdown to Crowder. You know, Crowder obviously has never really lived up to expectations, but if he can stay healthy in this offense, you know, he should, you know, see a good amount of, of targets. You know, Adam Humphreys was targeted quite frankly. He had six targets on Mariota's eight pass attempts. I'm not buying this one, though. You know, Humphreys goes pretty late in drafts. You still have Corey Davis, and this is a team that's going to run the football a lot. So I'm not really looking into that one too much. Preston Williams of the Dolphins is someone to keep an eye on. And now, obviously, seeing him go in that online draft uh, Thursday night, four catches for 97 yards. He made a really good contesting catch. And, you know, there's not many weapons here in this offense. So, you know, he has an opportunity to potentially do something here. And Preston Williams went as the 84th receiver off the board in round 18. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot at that point because what if this pans out? What if there is some value here? Now, Dolphins offense is not great, but that's where you take a shot. It's not like there was any. Look at the receivers that went after. Does anyone really stand out? Mohamed Sanu. Look, he has his weeks, but he's boring. There's no upside. Hunter Renfro, who looks like he's going to start in the slot for the Raiders. Uh, Rashard Perryman. Uh, is he even the number three? Could it be Justin Watson? Uh, Jacoby Myers, that's an interesting one for the Patriots. He went in round 19 as the 88th receiver off the board, and we've been hearing and seeing positive things from him. Uh, but again, the Patriots receiver situation is you know, kind of dicey. Uh, Myers, six catches, 69 yards, and two touchdowns. And he reportedly was running with the first-team offense as well. They kill Harry a little banged up, still like him. Uh, again, that big body red zone target for the Patriots, think he could do something. Of course, people are still holding out hope that James, uh, I mean, Josh Gordon could return and we're seeing him still go high in drafts. Uh, but yeah, where Preston William went, went you know, uh, looking at the receivers that went afterwards, no problem with it. And again, if it doesn't work out, it's round 18. It's a guy that you're going to cut uh, potentially for the hot waiver wire pickup in week one or before the season, you know, because there will be a waiver wire before the season begins. Uh, but we did see Perryman did get two targets with Winston. Uh, Winston obviously threw a touchdown to Chris Godwin uh, in that uh, game. Uh, as far as the Bucks running backs, Peyton Barber, three carries and one target. Ronald Jones, two carries and one target. Just not enamored with either one of them. You know, I, I just, I think I did take Jones in an early best ball. But, you know, I just think there's going to be mostly a team that relies on the pass a lot. Those running backs kind of cancel each other out. James Washington had a big preseason game. Four catches on 84 yards and a touchdown on five targets. Uh, he had a nice touchdown uh, from Mason Rudolph. So, you know, last year we did see him have a good preseason as well, and he didn't do much. Obviously, he played in this game. Dante Moncrief did not, so Moncrief's still slightly ahead of him. Washington certainly has the talent, and there could be some opportunity there. But we did see Washington, for most of our drafts, have an ADP higher than Moncrief. That has shifted a little bit. Uh, we did see Moncrief go as the 51st receiver off the board uh, in that online championship draft. And Washington was the 59th in round 11. So we have seen a little movement there on those two guys. Uh, that is for sure. 
Um, but Cole Harbin also looked really good for the Chiefs. You know, I wasn't sure what the role would be with Tyree Kill there. But I think they're going to manufacture a way to get this guy touches. And if one of those receivers goes down Watkins or Hill, Harbin could be a real weapon in that Chiefs offense. So someone that has moved back up my board. Still don't know if this would be a consistent role for him. But in double-digit rounds, to stash on the bench, certainly worth a shot. When we return, I'm going to be joined by Fantasy Taz from FFChamps.com. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Monday afternoon. And joining me now, it is Fantasy Taz from FFChamps.com. Taz, what's up? Hey, not so much, sir. It's uh, fun to be here talking football with you again. Glad to have preseason back. Yeah, for sure, although there's so much going on right now, and a lot of it is off-the-field stuff that has nothing to do with football. So... (laughs) I don't think we... Well, it has everything to do with football. Hey, a helmet is a football. Yeah, (laughs) I I guess. But, I mean, so you knew exactly what I was talking about, where I was headed first. And that's Antonio Brown, which just the the situation just keeps getting bizarre. We didn't even get a chance to talk about it last week because I think the helmet gate broke on Friday. And we're starting to see Antonio Brown move a little bit. Not much, but there was an online championship draft on Friday where Brown fell to the third round as the 13th receiver off the board. Are you worried about Brown playing football? Is it a non-concern? Does it affect where you draft Antonio Brown if you're drafting tonight? Uh, Yeah, i definitely push him back into the third round. Look, at this point, we just don't know. He's talking. He's going to sue the league if he has to wear one of their helmets and he gets hurt. And You know, there's so much back and forth. He's uh, trying to get it changed by the league now so that he can wear his old helmet. We just don't know what's going to happen with that. At this point, you have to be concerned with Antonio Brown just because it seems like there's too many things going on. It really does, man. It's just like in the hard knocks, obviously, airs tomorrow. I wonder if he's not even there. So how much footage do they have of him anymore? Obviously, the footage, I don't know if you watched the last week, but it was like at his house and like his personal trainer. So he's not even there. So like, do they? How do they even address this? Well, I'm not sure that you know. I'm pretty sure the coaches aren't going to want to address this. Basically, in the same old thing, if they're not here, we don't want to talk about them type of thing. So they probably won't get into it at, at all. So we may not even see much of this on the show. I'm sure the producers of the show want to get this in in the conversation. We'll just see if the team responds. Obviously, a lot of movement based on one week of preseason and reports out of training camp. I love when people are like, oh, preseason doesn't matter. Then you watch drafts and you go, oh, yeah, it does. So yeah. one of the one of the risers, Nick Chubb, and I don't know if you saw this, but in an online championship draft on Friday, he went fourth overall. What's your reaction to that? I did see. And look, if you really believe he's your guy, if you really think he's going to be the guy that breaks that next step and you know breaks into that thing – 
I get it. It's not like he would have most likely he wouldn't have been able to get him that deep into the second round. So if you really want to go get him, go get him. If he didn't have Kareem Hunt, you know, just looming over him for the second half of the season, I would really get it. But because he does, to me, that's just, you know, that's a little bit iffy for me. I, I don't really feel very strongly about him at number four, and I don't think I could pull that trigger. Yeah, I don't think I would at four. I do like him. I think I'd consider him late first round, early second round. I understand the concerns for Kareem Hunt. I just, you know, what if this Browns offense is rolling and Chubb is doing a great job? Yes, a talent like Kareem Hunt, you will incorporate it in there. But do you really want to mess something up that's really clicking? Well, look, it, it's more than that. It's more about, you know, down the second half of the stretch of the season, they want to try and keep him healthy, especially for the playoff run they think is coming. So they want to try and keep him healthy. On the other side of the coin, they want to get Kareem Hunt on the field because how else is he going to showcase him to try and trade him at the end of the year and get something good back for him? The only way you do that is him getting on the field and showing that he's still the same back he was before all this stuff started. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, the latest I've seen him go in a draft, he went number 10. And, you know, I always say, you know, we can sit here and say, oh, I'll take him at four. You don't know until you're on the clock and under fire, especially if you put money on the line. I, at 10, would you, would you take the shot? Are you still willing to take him at four or five right now? Because I still see a lot of drafts where he's going four or five. It's another weekend and he's still not a camp. I believe he's going to be, look, let's face it. Jerry Jones is saying what he has to say now. Tony Pollard can carry the load. He can do what we need. You know what? Right now, that's trash because he can't. This team is a Super Bowl contender with Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. They're not with anybody else. I don't care who you bring in. It doesn't matter. They're not with anybody else. They need him in. They know they need him in. He knows they need him in. This deal is going to get done. The one reason I know this is because there's no way Jerry Jones wants to lose to the Giants at home in week one. Zeke will be there. John, uh, Cowboys will still win without Zeke week one. No, they won't. Re yeah, okay. <laughs> you, know, you really think that the Giants would beat Dallas? I think the Giants have and could do so again, yes, especially without Zeke. If Zeke is there, absolutely much harder, but they have done it before. They can do it again. Yeah, that's the uh, Giants homerism speaking there. Uh, well, it might be, but, you know, we, we were the first team in the NFL to ever win a game in your new stadium, including you. Yeah, well, that was different. Yeah, it still happened. I think the disparity between teams now is pretty stark compared to that year. If they play good football, sure. But we've seen plenty of teams that look great on paper that didn't always come together. That look, is true. They made, we they made a, a lot of good moves. I, I thought getting Cooper was great. And look, I, I do think that this offense would be very good. But that is predicated on the fact that I do think Zeke will be back. If he's not back, this offense isn't going to be as good as people expect. Because they're not, no defenses are going to fear the other running backs. So you have no hesitancy taking him at four right now. Say he, you're picking four and here. Well, no, I, I'm not saying that. I, I've limited a little bit. I've actually moved him to five. I put David Johnson at four and moved him to five. Uh, so I would take David Johnson ab above him right now. But that would instantly change if he gets back into camp. Uh, Leonard Fournette is someone that I've had in – 
past. I have yet to take him this year. Part of me wants to, but there's a part that says don't do it. We've kind of been down this road before, but he is going in the middle of the third round. He's probably going to move up a little bit. We know the volume's there. He was uh, quoted in a reading interview. He said he's in a better place. He got the bad people out of his life. He's changed his diet. Do you buy into that stuff? Do you see Fortnite as a value right now, or are you still concerned about him staying healthy? Well, let me just ask you one simple question. Uh, are you in the mood to buy a bridge? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> well, in that case, then I'm not. Look, I'm not buying any Fournette. Look, he. We know he is talented when he is on the field, no doubt. I'm not going to say he isn't. When he's on the field, he can score points, especially in this offense that is built to run the kind of game that he wants to play. The problem is the injuries, which have been soft tissue for a few years now, and keep recurring, which is a problem. And then you're dealing with the idiocy side of it where he comes off the bench and punches a guy in a full football helmet thinking he's going to hurt him, Um, loses his team's chance to get into the playoffs. I just – I can't buy into it. I can't buy into it. I am more than willing to let him go to somebody else, and if he has a great season, good for him, and I'll live with it. But I just can't seem to get behind drafting him. I love the guys who, like, several years into their career, yeah, I changed my diet. Like, I obviously would. If I had enough money, I would have a personal chef to eat better. Oh, it's yeah. expensive to eat better. <laughs> that would be like one of the I, – look, I understand you're young and you you feel like, oh, I can eat whatever I want because my body. But your body is your vehicle to success and making money. And if you're a running back, you have to know you might only have four or five years in the league. I'm amazed it takes sometimes two, three years. I, I remember Manuel Sanders like a year or two ago saying, yeah, I'm like, why does it take guys so long? Aren't, they, aren't there people there educating them and telling them what they need to, to stay healthy? Unfortunately, there isn't. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves with the NFL. Not only that, you know, how, how to keep better care of their body, but also how to deal with their finances. So they're not broke in two years after they leave the game. So, you know, there's a lot that the NFL could be doing better for these young guys, and those are definitely two of them. Yeah, there are players, especially in the NBA, who have made like $100 million plus that are somehow broke now, and it just boggles my mind. I mean, but hey, we, we, we're not used to that. There was people spending money on their friends and cars and houses, and all of a sudden, before you know it, it's all gone. So we, we don't know what get, that's like. Or you get the favorite uncle who, who wants to help you spend that money, you know, give you all the right moves. And here, invest in my movie. It's going to make millions, things like that. Look, I equate it to winning the lottery. You're talking about young kids all of a sudden going to become millionaires in most cases, the guys we're talking about. And I equate it to winning a lottery. You know that within a couple of years of winning a lottery, 74% of those people are dead broke. Which is mind-boggling to me. It is. It absolutely is. But, you know, that's what happens when somebody who has never had a lot of money all of a sudden gets a lot of money. You know, in in most cases, they just start spending and everybody's their friend. They're all out there, you know, at the strip clubs, making it rain and doing all this stuff. Hey, they got the money now. Yeah. Two years from now, maybe not so much. Yeah, well, I guess they enjoy it for that short term, but always invest in the future as we're giving financial advice here on a fantasy show. No, yeah, exactly. It is, <laughs> is Fantasy Taz from FFJabs.com. Uh, Jared Cook, uh, are you interested in him? We're hearing very, very positive things from him in Saints training camp. Uh, we know that they really don't have a ton of depth at wide receiver. It's mostly Kamara and Thomas who get the targets here. Cook was the seventh tight end off the board in round eight of our online championship draft on Friday. 
Uh, what do you think about Jared Cook for this year, coming off a great year last year with the Raiders? Look, he showed he could still play. He, he definitely had a great year with them last year. And, look, now he's got Drew Brees throwing to him. So, I don't mind him. I like where he went in that draft. I think that's about right. I would take him as the seventh, eighth tight end taken. And he has the upside with with Brees throwing the ball to him. The problem is, you know, Brees loves to mix it up. And while you say they don't really have a big receiving core, they have a lot of guys that take a little bit here, take a little bit there. You know, uh, Traquan Smith is there. You know, Ted Ginn is there. You know, you got a lot of little mouths to feed Keith Kirkwood. Uh, the backup tight ends as well always seem to get a little bit here and there. So, you know, it's not enough for me to want to move Cook up into, let's say, like my top four or five. But I definitely think he's in line to have a solid year with Breeze throwing him the ball. Uh, we have not heard positive things about Dante Pettis here in, in training camp. How worried would you be? We usually hear so many positive things about players. You don't hear too many bad things, but it, it has not been positive with Pettis. Is this a way to motivate him? Are you still interested? Or you feel like he's overvalued because they will spread it out among those wide receivers in San Francisco? Look, I like Pettis. I like Pettis a lot. If you really watch his game from last year, um, he, he's great at uncovering himself. He He's great to get off the line of scrimmage and create separation. There's a lot of things to his game I really like. Problem is, you know, he did all the damage he did last year with Nick Mullins. Now he's playing with Jimmy Garoppolo, who he's never played with before. And everybody down there that's at camp and practices is just saying that they're not building any kind of a rapport together. They don't seem to be on the same page. Pettis is dropping a lot of balls. And, you know, some of it could be, and this is just my theory, but some of it could be that Garoppolo just throws a different type of ball than Mullins did. And maybe it just takes Pettis a little time to get used to catching that. Pettis is not known for dropping balls. So I think this is just an anomaly. I think he'll get there, but I think he's also being drafted way too early. Yeah, and now, obviously, with this news, i got to think he drops. And I have taken him in a couple drafts already. I mean, he went wide receiver 37th in the sixth round in that draft Friday. i got to think he drops potentially around the two based on this news. Uh, what do you got coming up at FF Champs? Uh, right now, we're getting ready to get going on our Sunday morning live chats, uh, all our start sick questions, things like that. We're really beefing that up. Uh, our draft draft tracker tool is going strong we're just trying to get everybody ready for the season all right it is fantasy task find them at ffchamps.com thanks a lot for the time we'll talk again soon that is fantasy Taz. when we come back we'll wrap up the show it is full-time fantasy here on the fantasy sports radio network from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis wrapping it up here on a Monday afternoon, but don't worry. You can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. 
have updated rankings, and they'll be updated pretty much daily. So just print them out right before your draft. I have an article up on Sports Illustrated right now on how to attack the quarterback position. And uh, I see some people in their home leagues really jumping on quarterbacks early. And again, it's different in the Fantasy Football World Championships. And people don't understand because uh, I've seen some comments about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's not a great passer, but did you see what he did last year? Okay, he was throwing 23 pass attempts a game, and he was still a QB1 most weeks. People don't understand what the running quarterback does for fantasy. It gives you such a high floor, and there are still a lot of people out there that don't understand that. And if he just improves as a passer just a little bit, he's going to be a nice value in fantasy. But there are still a lot of people who don't get that. But who cares about them because you're going to take their money, and that's why... You're a part of FullTimeFantasy.com. So you get our preseason pro picks as well, a sleeper, a bust, a breakout, a stash and cash, uh, and a sleeper from some of the top experts and high-stakes players around. People putting a lot of money on the line. So find out who they are looking to target and avoid in their drafts. It's all part of our fantasy football draft kit. And head on over to PlayFFWC.com. Three drafts tonight, an online championship at 7 p.m. Eastern, and a starter basketball draft at the 10 p.m. Eastern, and another online championship at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Also, Jarek McKinnon looks like he's going to start the season on injured reserve. So that's really good for Tevin Coleman and Matt Breda. Breda's been a value. I took him in that Superflex draft league. Uh, that was about a week and a half ago, pretty late. I was happy to get him, and he still hasn't kind of moved up that far yet but i think he's a real nice target right now like rounds nine to ten he was the 47th running back off the board in round 10 of that online championship draft on friday really like that value so look for him to move up a little bit uh tevin coleman went in the sixth round of that draft you might see him move up a little bit as well it looks like those are the two backs for san francisco that wraps it up here make sure you head on over to fulltimefantasy.com use the promo code ronis50 get your first two months for the price of one i'll be back tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m eastern here on the fantasy sports radio network Thank you.